Undog Notebook Podcast, a podcast featuring the stories, trips afield, and legacies that are left following great gun dogs and classy bird dogs. I'd like to thank my sponsor, the Pride Dog Food, for their excellence in performance dog nutrition and Orvis for allowing me the written platform for my outdoor writing. I'd also like to thank the other friends and contributors that make this gun dog community such a great thing. Thanks for listening. This is the next episode of the Gun Dog Notebook, hosted by Darrell Smith. Okay, guys. Well, we are back with another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook podcast with Darrell Smith, me. So, this was kind of a bonus type episode where um, I kind of just wanted to recap uh, the hunt that I did yesterday in Thomasville, Thomasville, Georgia, um, for quail. And, you know... You have those moments in time that just really, really, really stand out. Um, And as a hunter, you start to come into certain things, you know, the more and more uh, experience you get to where your success is definitely not necessarily contingent on numbers, but it's contingent on the experience. Um, Thomasville was a very, very, very big deal for me. Um, I love every time I go down there <clears throat> and I make it a point to really reel in a moment, you know, when I'm down there because of how historic it is to, uh, you know, Georgia quail hunting. So I wanted to do this episode kind of as something, you know, something light, something fun um, to celebrate the moment and celebrate that particular hunt. That was probably, uh, I'm not going to even say probably that was my absolute most favorite hunt that I've ever been on, uh, for wild birds. And I also wanted to kind of bring Josh and, uh, Shane in and celebrate with them as well. Josh, same and, uh, Shane Drake. Josh does a lot of my photography, the majority of my photography actually, um, and Shane is a good buddy with a very, 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 uh, very good dog to hunt with, Cy, the German short here. So this is kind of one of them independent ones. And then later, uh, later on in the episode, I will have, uh, a little celebration with Shane and Josh. So this is probably honestly not going to be one of those most, you know, super, super thought-provoking episodes. I kind of just wanted to go over the story and kind of talk a bit about, you know, what was going on, some of my thoughts and things like that. But we were we were quite silly, I'll say that. So, anywho, um, <clears throat> you know, when we were down there yesterday, we got up and uh, we left out about 3.30 a.m. and took four hours to get down there. And... You know, from Atlanta, from my house. And 
the whole time, you know, in, in my head, I was just kind of replaying, you know, what was going on, what was going on, what was going on, what was I planning on doing, um, what dog work was I going to be looking forward to seeing out of Ruger, what were my expectations, you know, just things like that. I kind of be in my head a lot. Um, you know, it's interesting the energy that you bring to a hunt, though. It's very interesting. Because, again, as you get older and more experienced in a hunt, the nervousness of it, it kind of goes away. And now there's more of a anticipation, you know, and, and you know that you've done all the work that you needed to do, um, you know, to be successful. You've done the research, you've done the reading, you've done the dog training, you've done the yard work, you've done all these different things that come together. And that's pretty much how I felt like I, uh, I did going into this hunt with Ruger. Um, so then we had Cy, who Shane also put on the ground, and watching those dogs work together was phenomenal. Um, they've hunted together quite a few times before, um, <clears throat> and they're boys, so every so often they'll kind of, you know, get at each other and, you know, pick on each other, whatever like that. But for the most part, they socialize well and they uh, they hunt well together, in my opinion. So... Sai, what I noticed, would put out about a 150 to 200 yard range at most. Definitely checked back in, but was covering ground. He was covering ground real well, actually. Ruger, I'm just impressed with the fact that he knew how to clear the distance in between, you know, Sai and uh, us. So it's just very interesting to see how dogs you know, adjust to those types of situations. Um, I think one of, one of the big things that I was really looking forward to down there is scouting cubbies. Like it is so important to scout. I mean, we did scouting and hunting, but I think the, the, thing that I like most about my mentality going in was just I was more interested in just literally finding them and enjoying the flush. When you see a cubby of Georgia quail flush and it, I mean one of seven and the other of 15 and you, they just explode like that that's that's what it is that I'd be writing about and trying to convey in you know, my expressions and stuff like that, all I want to do is make sure that the whole experience is, I guess, narrated in some of my writing. And I don't even think that can do it the justice that that uh, that it deserves when you're out there, when you experience what that explosion is. I mean, and it, it, it was just wild. So, you know, for me, that was a meaningful hunt because that was the first time I really knocked down birds uh, in Georgia. Other places, yes. But, you know, Georgia, people kind of take for granted the, the, the fact that we actually do have quail here. You just have to look for them. 
I've seen him. It's one thing to see him here in Georgia, too. Sometimes you have to go to the places where they are. I mean, just like anything, you just have to go to where the birds are. Quail, the further south you get, honestly, the numbers get better. Going into Florida, I mean, but the Red Hills, it it will never not have quail. I mean, it it is too much too much of a, a a natural fit for for them the landscape is perfect now of course there were a lot of spots where there was you know some flooding like south georgia floods it it does i went to school down there and often 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 south georgia would rain and rain and rain and rain and it would flood but the interesting thing that I found out um, from uh, a buddy who I just met on Instagram, really, Stephen Grow, um, Hurricane Michael actually did not screw up the quail numbers like I thought it would. And that's just research doing, a, you know, looking up an, an article and things like that. But I really thought that that hurricane was going to wipe the... Uh, the numbers out, but it apparently didn't. And see, those are the thing, and that, and that's just from the uh, Tall Timbers Eye of the Storm uh, article, TallTimbers.org, um, Bob White's in the Eye of the Storm by uh, Theron M. Terhune, is a uh, game board program, game bird program director. That was that article. So. I guess quail, you know, as, as it was saying, you know, they kind of have a sixth sense for detecting storm events well in advance, maybe like five to seven days in advance. That's interesting. So one of the quotes they had a birds like mammals can detect changes in barometric pressure and are also believed to detect infrasound, low frequency sound uh, emitted from large storm events like hurricanes and tornadoes. These built-in detection devices provide an innate mechanism to alter behavior in response to approaching storms. And Bobwise, we observe both adults and broods shift into heavy feeding mode in protection for hurricane events. It's very interesting to me. And so while I was down in South Georgia, I knew the birds were there because, like I said, one flew across my windshield. But I had really thought it would, like, almost decimate that population you know, of course, they weren't all going to leave, but seems to me like a quite quite a bit of them survived. And they did because going down there, when you flush a covey of 15 birds with the expectation, like my expectation was I wasn't surprised when I flushed seven. Not I when we flushed seven, um, but 15 and we were standing in the middle of it. That was very interesting to me. You know, and and Shane was saying consistently there were, you know, cubbies of 15. So, all in all, all in all that to say, being in prime habitat and prime real estate for quail, I mean, if you, if you call yourself a, a, a quail hunter, I would definitely advocate for going down there and getting that experience in, in prime real estate. I mean, no, it's not a Kansas. No, it's not. It's not like that. 
but I was very impressed with the management uh, that went on as far as Habitat. As far as I I, I uh, know, I'm more excited to be a part of uh, Red Hills um, Quell Forever chapter. I just have to make that drive down there whenever there's an event it, or, or just stay in contact with those guys because I'm up here in Atlanta. It's a four-hour drive, but when you see what when you hunt that area you see what those conservation initiatives are going towards so i just really appreciate that like i said my goal this year was to join quail forever i've always loved them i've looked at their information and articles and stuff it's just i was being a bit of a lazy ass and and hadn't gotten around to doing it but that just put a bit of fire up under my butt um so Go to Thomasville. Support the environment. Join the Quail Forevers. Join the Pheasants Forevers. And I'm, I'm also planning on having a few of those guys on uh, pretty soon as well. Rough Grouse Society. When you're when you have birds, that means your your habitat in the forest is healthy. No birds, ain't no healthy forest. Or landscape, for that matter. So, anywho, um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was, as far as dog training, like that really did spur some thoughts for me. I'm gonna go down there to Thomasville every year because it's not out of the way for me, um, and proof my dogs on birds, like especially for this new English pointer that I'm getting. Number one, I'm going to definitely join NAVDA to make sure that I can and can test that dog and compete with him. Um, not compete with him, but make sure he's, he's you know, quality. Looking into NAVDA, um, there's a new video by the Northwoods Collective that really did a phenomenal job in detailing what they're about and what they do. Um but then also, when I want to go work my dogs on wild birds, I'm taking them down to Thomasville. I've just located the coveys and things like that. We we were there. Pinpoint them. Sometimes it'll change, but I have a general idea about it. Um, you know, for me, I am committed to being strictly a wild bird hunter and by that what i mean is you'll have your pen raised quail you'll i mean i'm going to keep quail here obviously i do that definitely but those are your training birds those are the birds that you're using to get to to help get your dog broke because my goal is to travel this country especially out west and go chase quail and chucker and stuff like that, but primarily quail. Because you 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 can't pass up an experience like that. And just seeing the dogs behind them, I mean, I even feel like I owe it to my next dog because of where what line he's coming from. I feel like I owe it to him to... Uh, to get him to a very high level in NABDA. That's the goal. 
you know, I don't want to do nothing with the dog other than hunt. Like, no, that's cool. No shade on anybody that just hunts, but I would, I think I'm at the point now where I almost expect it out of myself. Not almost, I do expect it out of myself to continue taking things higher and higher and higher. And for me, that's getting in this. My my lab, I'm probably going to push more upland um, if I do d- decide to continue doing more HRC events, which are cool. Um, it's just a matter of timing and stuff like that for me. Um, with my lab, I'm definitely going to do upland. The, um, the upland, the waterfowl is cool too. Um, but I hunt my dogs more upland than anything. So, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe do, maybe even do both, but I'm just trying to kind of think about the time and, and think about what, you know, again, an end goal for, for my dogs with Ruger. I'm definitely happy with the way that he performs. I'm definitely happy with the way that he performs. And he's a smart dog. He figures it out. He figures out, you know, the game very quickly and conserves and has learned to conserve his energy well. Um, Now to do it with a pointer. But whatever it is that I decide to do as far as, you know, testing and things like that. I want to make sure I'm doing it for the betterment of the dog and doing it for the betterment of the hunt, not for the title. I think that might even be why I have so much of a hard time putting my dogs in some of these tests. Or my dog, not my dogs, but the one dog that I do have and the second that's coming soon. You know, I have a a very long internal battle with what I want to do with my dogs to get them to that high level. But what do I care the most about? I care the most about hunting point blank period. I'm competitive. I mean, I grew up being an athlete and stuff like that. And I want the most for my dogs. But for me, you know, I almost feel like I can just shoot, take the money that I would use for a testing uh, system and use that to travel. But I'm not going to do that. I think for, again, for what it is that I'm doing, um, I think it would be smart to go through NAVDA. Um, with Ruger, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out, do I want to continue doing you know, HRC with them. I like it. I do. I definitely do. So I just kind of want to see what I want to continue with. Um, you know, outside of that, man, my next uh, article is definitely going to be on, you know, some of my reflections about, you know, our achievements in Thomasville. Um, I've kind of got a topic that y'all might be interested in in, and things like that, but um, I'll wait to disclose that. So anywho, um, we've got a couple of good things in the works and the fire, some things that are uh, coming this year. And, uh, you know, stay on board for that. You know, I'm, I'm definitely trying to make 
more out of the gun dog notebook but fundamentally that's gonna come from the experiences I'm also about to uh, work on finalizing and releasing the gun dog notebook number two it's more of like a field agenda like a training agenda um, with some articles and content and stuff like that from me because it's just more inspiring than ever to see these guys do what they do and you want to make sure that you have all the tools available the best tools that you got is knowledge and the written language when it comes to dog work knowledge and the written language and by knowledge I mean common sense you know, one thing I was talking uh, to Shane about was, you know, how we're planning on going forward with training his dogs. Shane was like, I'm not really planning on using a, a, a collar like that on my dog, you know, anymore. Other than for little things like little, again, your dog get to running towards a, a, a street or something like that. You're well out of range. You're not going to catch him. Yeah, you probably need a collar, collar on him for that. But as far as the reliance on it for training... Just think, just think through the process. And so I appreciate, you know, Shane for really sticking to that. And he's definitely come a long way within his training. So all of that to say, like, it's good to see growth. And it's good to keep thinking. Because, again, when you're going to do this dog thing, it's just knowledge, man. Knowledge, read, 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 read. The information is out there. And just sometimes take your hands off the dog. Take the reins off. Just take the reins off your dog. There were a couple of opportunities yesterday that I had to speak to my dog and try to correct him. But no, I just decided to sit back and not say much. And he corrected himself. And he kind of got the rhythm of the hunt. Like, with my pointer, I'm going to do the same thing. Train him, get him good, you know, get the form and technique down. But fundamentally, I want this dog to figure out how to go hunt for himself. So anyway, that's my little spiel. Um, I hope you guys, you know, really enjoy what it is that I'm putting out. Um, I've gotten a lot of good insights and i appreciate those of you guys that have reached out to me um for constructive criticism um if some of my podcasts are old slack when it comes to audio quality which is to be to be totally transparent a constant battle of mine always trying to improve audio quality and josh or josh giving me this microphone has done stuff leaps and bounds but sometimes, uh, first of all, I want to apologize if there is any errors or something that I produce that's hard to listen to. Uh, just because, again, it's me trying to do the best that I can with learning on the job. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's just recording through a phone. <laughs> that sound got to go in a microphone and blah, 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 blah. So... I'm going to always keep trying to work on that, guys, um, and get better and better. So let me know. Just keep <clears throat> keep sending me that 
that information, guys, if y'all don't mind. I appreciate it. Any kind of critical feedback. Um, so, yeah, you know, the next part of this podcast was just me, Shane, and Josh talking and, you know, having a couple of couple of drinks together and just reflecting on the day. So, y'all enjoy and we will follow back up on the back side. And uh, I got a couple of new guests coming down the pipeline as well. So, here is Shane and Josh. All right. Another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook. This time is after Thomasville uh, with Shane and Josh. Shane Drake and Josh Sane. Guys, introduce yourselves. Hey, it's Shane. And this is Sane. <laughs> All right. We got two dogs in the room. Ruger and Cy. Ruger's fucking with Cy. And Cy, I'm sorry, Ruger is, uh, I guess, backing off now. What? Okay. Well, never mind then. Cy looks like he's just not having it. Anyway, today we went down to Thomasville to um, chase after some Bob White quail. And... I, I think, gentlemen, we can say it was probably a pretty freaking interesting day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we can all agree that it was a pretty pretty freaking awesome day. Now, what I want to do is kind of go over the the finer details of like everything that, that happened and maybe some learning points along the way that you might have picked up or something like that. So, yeah, Shane, like, what do you, start to finish, what, what's your play-by-play? Uh, I mean, we started uh, towards the front of this property where we, uh, we saw one pretty big cubby the first time we went down with, uh, with somebody else and uh, didn't really see anything, so we took a break, got some lunch, and... Uh, Came back and went, went probably three quarters all the way through, all the way to the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some railroad tracks and decided to do a uh, walk along them and uh, see what we could find. And there's a couple fields off to the right and shit after holding birds. Yeah. So we, we, we found two, two cubbies and uh, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, man. When, uh, <laughs> when, <laughs> when First of all, you were like, <laughs> dog goes on. Because that beeper, man. Sometimes that beeper will go off, you know. And yeah. You're just like, eh, whatever. You know, cause he'll he'll go up when he goes to check back. You know, he stops for a second and he'll beep. You know, and that's and probably goes, that's probably the thing I will say I probably don't like about that beeper collar, but I do like the beeper collar. You see what I'm saying? But just it would go off. Anytime the dog stopped moving, <laughs> but then I mean, it, you can tell the difference once when, when, yeah. when he's on point. Yeah, the 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 rate of it speeds up or whatever, and we, and so that's when it really started going off. Who the fuck? That's a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
Right. And so, Josh, you weren't there. Like, you were doing something with the drone or whatever. And this fool, Shane, sees... I mean, it was a nice flush. It was a pretty flush. Like, your textbook, birds spray everywhere. It's probably seven. It's probably seven of them. Yeah. And Shane's like, Hell yeah! <laughs> I was like, yes, my sentiments, yes, I feel the same way. We covered some car- some ground, man. We covered. So it, it, it makes it worth it, you know? Before we got out of the truck on the last, uh, that last run, well, before, on the like, when we came back from lunch, we were already at, like, 8.9. We finished at 10. We finished at 10 miles. That's it? I would have thought it would have been more. Uh-uh. We were at 10. We covered 10 miles. Well, we got I got a screenshot down. of it. 10 miles of rice. We, we got, yeah, I got slowed. I mean, you get slowed down by the cover, and then you get slowed down by everything's underwater. Mm-hmm. So. We walked through a whole swamp. Yeah. Those beavers been doing some work. Them beavers have been doing some work. We probably crossed a good bit of that marsh on beaver dams. A good bit of it. <laughs> some of them weren't finished. Then we saw some wood ducks. So, what looked what we thought were wood ducks. Go ahead, John. So you can't get away. You're not gonna get away with just saying that. You mean you you had us walk through the swamp and get our boots? Oh yeah. So, so boots. I guess that was a non-issue because, well, <laughs> we end up walking through the water and. Probably got end up end up coming up to the top of your thigh or whatever. Some boots got flooded. My dumb butt decided to go back to the truck when we took a break, take them off, and thought that I was gonna go barefoot. Thank y'all for not letting me do that, because um, that would have been a bad story right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, we ended up crossing a lot of water. Get because we got sidetracked chasing some ducks, man. I don't even think they were wood ducks. I don't think some of them looked like they were. But and it, they were like black ducks or whatever. I don't know. I don't have a good enough eye for them. They were, I, they were just black. Like I, they were jet black. I don't know what it was from there, but they were definitely there. But we couldn't get nowhere near them, not within anything decent. That's well, so what I, I was like. Well, I'm gonna go on this top side. Yeah. And then that's when the first, the first beaver name, and then the second. And I was like, Jesus, this just keeps going. Yep. And I couldn't find a way back around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't find an end to it. So I, I came back, and you guys were all the way, yeah, all the way on the other side. I was yeah. like, damn it. We lost you for a point. Yeah, yeah like, you were gone for a minute. Yeah. Me and Josh were kind of just kept going. There was yeah. no end. I was, like, I, was, I was like, we were just out here a couple months ago. This yeah. was not here. And, you know, we, we walked all this, and it was dry. Man. No, it, that was... That was some very different type of terrain. That's fine. It was fun though. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. You mean it's, it's a lot of fun. I told Megan that it was actually it was kind of like wading through water the whole time. Yeah. Because of the briars and the thorns and all that. You just like whether we were in water or not, it was like it was you're pushing you something pushing against your like hips or something like that. Like, and maybe that's what it is. That's about Georgia terrain. Like, not to say that people in other 
countries, or not countries, but uh, regions of this country, you know, don't have their own various challenges and stuff. Like, you go out to Arizona or something, you probably got cactus and stuff like that. But here, like, you have to do... You're going to put in some work to get to, to where we, you know, got to today. And to see what we saw today. The briars and all of that stuff, I'm not going to lie. Like, that is... I think that would put up a good bit of challenge to anybody that, like, decided to come hunt bird, like, quail down here. Because you got to look for them things. Like, but, I mean, we saw, so what, we flushed a covey of about seven, and then the second yeah. one was, was probably what? 15. 15, yeah. yeah. Like, and it was, all right, so... <laughs> I, can't, I walked right on top of him. I yeah. I, walked right by him. I think we all just walked right by him. Like, we were standing in the middle of the cubby. Like, we were yeah. standing in it. And we were de debating. You had just said, all right, you take the middle. I'll take the right. You <laughs> take the right. Let's push this field. And then we're yeah. in the first step we take. Yeah. <laughs> and we're already in them. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. And we were, I mean, we were literally standing in the middle. of The dogs were in the middle of the cubby. Everybody was smack dab in the middle in one flush, two flush, yeah. three flush, four flush, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It just, it's just a bit, and then it turned into a big cloud of birds, just gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I felt so bad. I I felt so much pressure to make that shot too. Why? Because I crippled the first bird. <laughs> I I I I would have been well. We we got this one. We did get this one. We brought back one, um, but still, man, like not pressure in a bad way, but just like, all right, you crippled one earlier today. Yeah, I hear you. And so it's like, bro, knock it down, please. That would <laughs> I like I made I I got tunnel vision on that bird, and I made sure. <laughs> Like, boom, like I knew I was going to make that shot because you, 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 that's what I was telling you. When that cubby flushes like that, focus on one bird. That's it's very, it's really unfortunate and really yeah. frustrating that two dogs couldn't find that bird. Bruh. Yeah. And, and. They must have been running. Yeah. I mean. I, it, I mean, he was injured at that point. I would I would go so far as to say he was injured. Yeah. I mean it was hard to see, but Both those dogs it seemed like he got sniped. That ground over and over uh -huh. and over and over again. We circled that area about three or four times, like just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I really didn't want to leave that area until we thoroughly checked, like. You know, I just don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, okay, it's a cripple and go. No, we got dogs. Like, oh, at least spend the time to look. Now, yeah. if we don't come back with it, that's one thing. Nature going to get a hold of it. He looked like he was on it. There yeah. for a minute. I, I, I said, size got your bird. You did say that. And, and I thought so, too. He, he was on it. He came out of there empty-handed. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So I put in some 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 serious work. So I was probably MVP of the day, man. So I was doing this thing. 
Ruger hung in. What I did like about them though was what you were saying. We talked, you know, and you were trying to get a photo for West for or a video, you know, for for West. Um, I do like when Ruger was in the game before he got just burnt out because he did like whatever. He's a lab. <laughs> He's not gonna run that long. Got him. I mean, they both did. Right, they both did, but. I do like that Cy was like what two, about at most about two hundred yards. Cy didn't range that far away from us, and yeah. then still checked in mm-hmm. frequently and efficiently. Ruger, when he was in the game, which was a good bit of the time, he quartered that that anything that Cy didn't pick up that was in between him and us. Yeah, Ruger cleared that space. I think that I, I really like these two dogs hunting with each other. I do. Yeah, it is a very clean teamwork mm-hmm. between the two of them. Everybody did their part today, for sure. Yeah. So, Josh, play by play. Uh, I can't talk. What's your play by play? My play by play. <laughs> mm hmm. Um. Today was good. It was interesting because um, took more of a slowed down approach and was just focusing on the birds and uh, getting to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I thought it was pretty good. I'm, I'm right now. I'm looking at this drone footage. Yeah. And so excited about that. Having a drone flying behind you. Sai wasn't having it. Sai <laughs> was, <not. laughs> was not having it. He wasn't digging that at all. No, 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 no. I would, I would say you weren't loving it either. It's a, it's an, oh shoot, here we go. Having a drone is just a very interesting uh, experience. Wow. <laughs> you moved out. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Is this, is this thing gonna hit me? Uh, I'm sorry. I just it was going fast. Yeah, and the, that weirds me out. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that, man. That's a crazy ass clear picture. Yeah. That is wild. That's wild, man. <clears throat> and it's perfectly still. So yeah, this I like this scene here. Follow you guys. Let's see, side. Dude, he, he lost his shit like when you came up behind us. He lost it. <laughs> I mean, that's a nice picture. The dogs healed well on there, too. I will say. I wonder if you can see it. when. Oh, maybe it's on this one. <laughs> yeah, that one. All right. You can't see it on there. He lost his shit. <laughs> he was like, he said, Yo, like, he started like, he was gonna go after that drone. <laughs> I was like, yo, dude, get over here, relax. Yeah, like, Sai was gonna go after that drone. So, Shane, it's like, the fuck? Right. <laughs> it's that German in him, man. That's, that's definitely the German in him. So, let me ask you this, Shane. If you had to critique side on anything today, what would you say? I 
my assumption that the way that those birds flew would be that he creeped them, and that's why they busted. Before we got there. Yeah. So I, I would say, I, I, and now they weren't in sight, you know, and, and wild birds won't tolerate, they'll only tolerate so much, you know. So who knows? Yeah. You think um, he creeped them because... More than likely, just because that is an issue he has. Yeah. Um, and we were nowhere close to him. But, I mean, he held that point for pretty damn He was time. there for a minute. Yeah, easily. I, and that's what makes me ask, like, I don't think wild birds... I mean, quail will hold for a dog for a second. Yeah. For a good little minute, actually. <laughs> but... But they were going to pop anyway. I mean, we... You saw what happened at the end with us. They were they were going to fly. Yeah. I think wild quail are just, I mean, just hunting them, them things are is booming is booming bust at the end of the day. <clears throat> They'll sit and kind of figure it out for yeah. a second if we move. But if you're in that area too long, mm-hmm. they're gone. And they were moving, dude. Yeah. Like, that's such an instinctual shot. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we were too far to take it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but I... But I, hell, mean, I mean, but that second flush, I mean, me and him, when, once I saw you guys pick up that one bird, me and him went right after those other ones. Yeah, Didn't but they, they were gone. <laughs> like a ghost. I mean, like, because the thing, I took my eyes off of the birds that, you know, you guys were pursuing. Yeah. Um, well, there, because I then sent yeah. Ruger to go get mine. So we were in that wheat, and then those pines started, and they they all came way short of those pines, and we went right away. Yeah. So I mean, but all right. So, could some consensus about Georgia bobwhite quail, and we're not going to disclose the location. We can't. I'm sorry. We already said it was at River Creek. Did we? All the way in the back. <laughs> oh. All right. Well then, whatever. Is that River Creek? No. I was trying to be cool and like no, be all secretive and stuff. secretive about it. We'll be secretive. Yeah. Well, it is at River Creek, but then you don't know where it's at River Creek. <laughs> River Creek is pretty big. Just don't look at any of the footage, because then you... Right. <laughs> true footage. Right. That's aerial footage. <laughs> you know exactly where we were. We're not saying too much. Mm-mm. No. Invite us when you go. Right. <laughs> We're going to give you the footage through the video. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, the placement of where those birds were. I mean, we got the most action in the least amount of time. I would be interested in going back there. Well, at the time of day, I don't like doing that, too. Yeah, hell yeah, it did. They were eating. Because <clears throat> earlier, because the earlier one, they were in some thick, thick cover. Yeah, know? but I think if like, we had a, a bunch of saw palmettos, and then I, uh, yeah. the other ones were out in, like in a, in a wheat field. They were, yeah. and at the end of the day, yeah. Right. And so I would be interested because they feed in two times a day. Yeah. I would be there's interested in going where we were. Yeah, it's plenty of water, but I would be interested in seeing if we went to that same spot where we did. You know, be be successful. They'd more than likely be in the, in the general morning. vicinity. Yeah. In the morning, they're gonna feed there at any point in time. In that same spot, they're feeding two times a day in the same spot. 
But that rotates with the season. I mean, just like any other wild mm-hmm. animal, it rotates with the season. It, what they're eating at the time. Yeah. But I don't necessarily... It seems like it just makes more... It's safer for them where they were. Because it's... Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, in terms well, of... in the same general area, yeah. Right. Like, it's safer. The food is there. Um, you know, I mean, I... I would just can I would I would probably hypothesize that in the back of that field was because it's so far away from everything. Think about where we were in relation to anything. We were pretty far off, like yeah. in the back. Well, I told you. I mean, but that that road we weren't we weren't even halfway down. Right. Josh with the drone footage. All right, here we go, guys. You ready for this? This is crazy. Yo. That's when I kept looking around. I was like, I, I hear it, but I don't know where it is. Yeah, we were talking about it the whole time. Yo, that is far, dude. That is awesome. The Gundog Notebook has awesome drone footage now. And this thing's going courtesy to of Josh saying, this going, thing is going high. It's going into space. I took it to the max. It went like 450 feet, I think. What? Yeah, this thing will go miles. It's it's ridiculous. Wow. Well, um, now there's... I don't know if 450 feet is miles, but... No, well, 5,001... No, that's up in there. Oh, okay. Distance. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thank yeah. you for checking me on that. <laughs> Don't let me say some bullshit like that. Right. It's like, <laughs> like bro. <laughs> <laughs> Read shit. a map. Read a map, Josh. So, all right, Josh. As a as a new hunter, talk about some of your insights and. Cause you like you want you you aspire to hunt like uh, as it seems to me you like to hunt you want to hunt like different types of game right, but you yeah, I'm not gonna, you know limit myself right I mean I understand so I focus on a small game for now okay okay you know? okay but what what did you what's your big takeaways from today oh god so many but um. On many different levels, you know, I always enjoy hunting because there's a lot of different aspects to reflect on mm-hmm. and to kind of soak in. And I think some of them would be getting better shape. Mm. <laughs> you do have to be in shape to do this. No, it. You know, I was, you know, we were good the whole day, yeah. but I was like, this would be a hell of a lot easier if I was in better shape, so. Yeah. Mine <laughs> was to stay hydrated, because I got a horrible Charlie horse Man. in the middle of the hunt. How long did that last? About 10, 15 minutes. Right, yeah. That was a 10, 15 minute cramp, and I was like trying to walk and keep up, and it just tightened up again. I was like, crap. And I got all the way out here to the end of the season, mm-hmm. and my leg cramping up. I was like, "Come on, man! No, 
And then it just loosened up over time. Like, I just kept stretching it. But wrong time to get a Charlie horse, dude. Wrong time to get that. But that's what it takes. Like, I mean, just pushing through, though. Right, and that's the good thing. I feel like that's the lesson every time. You can always just push through. Mm -hmm. And um, even just slow down and stop for a second and just enjoy the moment. Yeah, was today not just beautiful, though? It was probably, what, low 50s? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I never. I, I didn't have any service out there, so I could. I, I, it was not cold at all. I never thought of looking at your dash. That was like springtime. It was gorgeous. Yeah. I, mean, I was wearing short sleeves. You know. Mm-hmm. We yeah. took. We all yeah, like just kind of stripped. We started stripping down gorgeous stuff. Day. And it was supposed to shit. The rain held off, man. There the was rain no rain. Off. We were supposed to get shit on today. That was a paradise, dude. That was a whole paradise, dude. We've been we've been getting laid out the last handful of months. Mm -hmm. Still, we've had bright sunny weather for four days now, five days. There's still standing water everywhere. But it was not cold, (laughs) like. And I told you though last night. I said Thomasville is magical. Now, did I hold true to my statement? Yeah, no, it was great. Really? Especially going through the swamp. Yeah. As much as we might not go focus on that next time, that was pretty. <laughs> All the reflections and just from, you know, a, a observation standpoint, first off, I think... You fucking... You, you hear... It you has hear that majestic it. feel that you're talking about. Yeah. Get with it. There is a spirit... I think... And Shane, you let me know about this. You You... He's just as Georgia as fuck as I am. So, there is a magic. If you want to, like, bird hunt, okay? Mm-hmm. If you really want to get down with it, you from Georgia. This was an, an important hunt to me. I think there's a magic about Thomasville. It's kind of like, I feel like people got to do it. If you go bird hunting in Georgia, <laughs> what you think about that? I mean, yeah, sure. If you can, if you can afford it, you got the time. You had the time to put in. We didn't pay know. for nothing other than gas. Yeah, 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 but that's why I said the time to put in. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to cover yeah. some ground. That is a four-hour drive and a ten-hour. Yeah. I'm sorry, a ten-mile hike minimum. Coming from the Atlanta area, you know, you're putting some highway miles in, yeah. and you having to go out and and look for them. Um, we got there was set. Uh, what time did we get there? About seven forty. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like 7.30. The sun, the sun was just coming out. It was, so yeah, yeah, it was about 7.30, It was like right at sunrise, though. Um, we left at 2... No, 3.30. Yeah. Well, I mean, just for... If, if you can, yeah. You know, it's just for the history of it. You know, just one of those things. It's it's not that far away. And if you got the time to do it, <clears throat> it's available to you. Right. Um, you just got to have the time... You know, put in to go look for them because it's a large piece of property, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, there's there's a lot of ground to cover. Mm-hmm. So That's what 10, 11 hours of ground covering? Just walking, walking. <laughs> that was, but I mean the same time last time when me and when when me and Chip went down there, mm-hmm. you know, we, we walked all day. We we covered that that front section, right? You know, and, and we could went all day, and right at the end, you know. Uh, Ran busted a cover and damn twenty five birds got up. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you know, we were just wa- you know, weren't even ready for it. We're walking back to the truck pretty much. Right. And just kinda veered off the path, following the dogs. Man. And 
they blew up. They blew up behind us, like in the middle of this damn thicket. It's wild, dude. Is that's what I'm saying though, man? Like, you can come and get good challenges as far as like quail hunting in Georgia. You just gotta work for it. Like, you are going to work for it. Point blank, period. You are going to work for it. But it's doable. It's attainable. We had a lab and a journal short hair. I mean, it's a very efficient team of dogs. Yeah. I think that was a, 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 a notably efficient team of dogs for the most part. One's young, one's a little, still young, a little bit older, but young, size younger, five. older. Yeah, right. Size five, Ruger's two. There's still a lot of room for growing. You know, um, but, yeah, tighten that right there. Oh, shit. Oh, no, that's not going to tighten. This swivels. That don't tighten. I got you. But, I, I don't know. I, I'm not upset with any of the dog happenings or the dog work that, that went on today. Like, Ruder pooped out. I understand. Labs are just not going to run that long. They're just not built for that. But <laughs> where... It was thick. It was thick. And, I mean, I also know my dog's habits, too. Yeah. Like, if it's too thick, Ruger will go into thick cover, but... For an extended period of time, no, he's just not going to. Like, it doesn't make sense for him to, if you think about it. Which shows you how much they love it, <coughs> how much they love it too. Right. You know, it's, it's just as much fun for them. Right. They, they enjoy the hell out of it. They yeah. do. You know, and... I, you know, I saw Ruger going to think his tongue cut up. You know, he was like, dang, his tongue cut up, stuff like that. He'll do the work, but when we're walking through all of those briars and stuff, he shifts behind me. Yeah. And, okay, I... I'm sorry. I'll take that. Like, I'm, my face is not down in thorns. But when I needed him to, like, move forward, he moved forward. So, I'm, you know, I'm I'm very proud of the dog. He got, he marked and picked up my retrieve after my shot and went on my command. That's all I wanted to see. Yeah. Like, I remember absolutely saying, finish. And he... You know, and his, his eyeballs marked the whole thing. So that was my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I like hunting with size. I'm hunting with a few other people's dogs, and it's cool, but side don't make it too hard. Ruger, no. That's not you. Can't have no bacon. Back up. But anyway, side's not a hard dog to hunt with. Like, very easy going. So... If you don't hunt Thomas Thomasville, you haven't hunted Georgia. That's my thing. I think that is probably the best it's gonna get for quail hunting down. I don't know. We <clears throat> there's a, a buddy of ours that invites us to go with him in Middle Georgia. Yeah. And, um, we we run into some pretty good cubbies there. You, know? you think so? Yeah. And now that we're in Monticello, you know, that's where I'm gonna try. We've got. Birds left property, but you think y'all got cubbies like that though? That was impressive to me. I'm sorry, that that's. Well, I saw one that had twenty birds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Well, check it out. I mean, but <laughs> we're gonna get settled in. Yeah. Right. That's a, we're we're new in town. Right. So that might be a minute, but hopefully. Well, and and you want to um, <clears throat> kind of cultivate that property and stuff. So that I mean that'll be good. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, as far as what we did today, I'm going to you know, especially for the pointer that I'm getting. I kept saying this to you guys, but I'm going to use that as proofing ground for, you know, like my training and stuff like that. Whatever I do with my dog, take that dog down to River Creek. And if it works, we'll find birds. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. And if it don't work, then we go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. But we ju- you just know... For one of those controversial topics that is Georgia quail hunting now, because people say, of course, there are not really a whole lot of birds. No, I think we all saw something pretty. We saw pretty, a lot of birds today. Right. Something pretty, <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty satisfactory. Yeah. The, sec- the second thing that I learned was get become, you know, be a better shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I saw the birds. I just so, actually connect. so for someone that that's your first experience with that, Josh. What what was going on in your mind? And can you pass me that, please? Um, first experience with what? That type of flush. Like you were a part and very a very active member of that whole cubby <laughs> flush. Came in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> and not a lot of people get that experience. So, of course, as always, I'm almost oblivious right when it starts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realize, oh, wait, okay, this is going on. But I swing the gun over, um, take a shot, which admittedly wasn't on aim <laughs> at all. It was just in the group. It was like, hey, this is for all of you guys. <laughs> Somebody grab this. Um, that didn't really work. And so I actually aimed on the second one. And I was still off. But I was, I was close. Okay. So that was fun. But, and then I look over at Shane. And he's just like, what the fuck? That was so good. <laughs> I was excited, man. Yeah. We didn't, I mean, because the, the way they flushed, I, I, they went on the other side. You guys were between us, so I, I didn't get a shot. I just I had to stand there and watch. Mm-hmm. You was, were so excited that I thought yeah. for hours, I had thought that you took a shot. Shane be so excited about a flush. Like, you be, <laughs> I don't think you have to actually shoot. You just be like, oh, I just, oh, I hell just, yeah. It's, like, it's about the dog work. I get it. I, I don't. I could. I could have walked out there all day and not carried a gun, not giving a shit. Yeah. And uh, that's why I just I like when the dog gets rewarded. It's yeah. Just, it's a lot of fun watching their their work pay off too. Because <clears throat> like we said, I mean, they work their asses off. <coughs> yeah. It's just cool to see them get rewarded for it. And uh, unfortunately, Sai can't get rewarded for his, but. He yeah. got it. I mean, he. We booked after him, man. I don't, I don't know how in the hell that disappeared like that, but man, we went right after him. He was right there. I was like, let's go, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you guys wasted no time. You're straight on it. Yeah, and he he got birdie as shit right away, and 
right in those pines. And he kept coming, and I kept angling with him, and nothing, nothing, nothing got up. Mm-hmm. And he he was no, he was barreling through there. He was he was on it. Those, <laughs> Y'all were gone, bro. They were right in there. Yeah. It's late. Yeah, late season. They're wily as hell. They mm-hmm. know they know where to go. <laughs> well, I bet we we probably ran right over him. I bet. That's yeah, they they just gonna guess. sit there. Yeah. Then I mean, you'll have to. I point, imagine if you stop, <laughs> like literally stop walking. He was so tired. I mean, we had just ran over him for you know just then too. Because mm-hmm. I mean. when when they flushed, the only reason we stopped when you guys went to retrieve that bird was to give him water because he came back. Right. And he was like, "Damn, he's hot." Right. So I gave him some water, and then, and then that's when we went. That there. Well, you can't have no jerky. Mm-mm. So, what do you think as far as habits and stuff like that? Hunting that area. Like what? Of course, all of us are probably going to go to that area again. With or without each other, it's just a good ass freaking area. What, what are some of the kind of mental notes that you have about it, if you feel like sharing? Um, we didn't we didn't break open the crop on that bird to see what they were eating. That that should have been the first thing we did. Well, it's still at the same time, so I'll check. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean. <clears throat> pretty much all the cover and all the terrain's the same you know there's just a lot of it and there's you know it's broken up and dispersed right so you just gotta find the right one that they're that they're hiding that day um so they say so you just figure out what they're eating you know at that moment at that time and uh follow that stuff and find which pocket they're in so this is my thing. Now, it was very apparent that they are very active early and late. I think we, I think that was the conclusion for that. There was some activity early when we got there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we came in late. By late, I mean about four o'clock. I still think it's smarter to hunt the whole damn day. Mm-hmm. Like, literally keep moving. But some people will come in at a certain time. Mm-mm. Well, the schedule dictates, you know? Well, yeah. I'm talking about someone that has the choice. Hunt all day or hunt, come in at 4 o'clock and run the dogs. Which, I understand both sides of it. If I don't hunt all day, come in at a certain time because I know the birds, I actually keep my dog's feet under them. Don't run them out. Like us, we hunted the whole day. These dogs are burned. There's logic to it. What would you do knowing what you know now? Hunt afternoon or the whole day? I mean, I'm always going to hunt all day. No matter yeah. what. No matter where I am. You know, one of those hunters that like, 
Comes if I, in. <laughs> if, I have, if I have the opportunity to hunt all day, I'm going to hunt all day. Yeah. Absolutely. I might break. You might. You might break for. You know, we'll break for lunch because the yeah. dog's going to have to take a break at some point, or you're going to switch dogs. Yeah. So. Other than that, no. If I have the opportunity to hunt all day, I'll hunt all damn day. Yeah. What about you, Josh? So, I think when you first start, it's nice to kind of have a little bit more of a laid back schedule. Mm-hmm. Even just starting at pen race stuff or the tower shoots or whatever, that's not nice. But um, ultimately, all day, or else why are you out there? Yeah. If you can't make the time, and actually, no, I get occasionally. If you just have to do that, and that means you can go out more often, then sure, why not? But for me, it's been a point to make sure that I do make the whole day, you know, because then I'm, I actually have time <laughs> to grow and I, I don't leave early and then you call me up and say, Josh, there's a ton of birds, right. which has happened a couple of times. Yeah. So, of course, you know how life is. It's going to send the birds right after you leave. Mm-hmm. You do leave. So stay, just stay the whole day. Yeah. And, and they won't necessarily come right away, but maybe at the end of the day, you'll get some Worst case scenario is some good birds, and that's happened a few times. So. Mm-hmm. Well, those birds get pressured a lot on this property <clears throat> because it's only open for so many days. I think they learn, they adapt pretty quickly. I think a lot of it has to do with they learn to kind of rotate around, right? You know, different covers, and then finally, hunters come in. Finally, they move. Pin them yeah. In the spot where they think they're okay. Because <clears throat> they were picking Maybe. up a lot of old scent too. Yeah. Both of them were. So you think the birds rotate around the property? Maybe. I don't know. It's just a theory, a possibility. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Well, we've I, don't, I haven't studied them enough. You know. We did see them move a little bit, right? When we got to the alligator area, they flew away. That was... That was ducks. That was ducks. There was a bunch of ducks around there. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was ducks off in there. Yeah, the shit. ducks wouldn't let us get nowhere near them things. What, <laughs> Cy? Cy yeah, was... There was, that, there was that flight of ducks that got out. There was that six of them. Yeah. And then Cy was up ahead of us, and uh, he got birdie as shit. I thought he's a, I was like, he got something in his nose. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, two, those two other ones came out. They just weren't in gun range. Like, they could have been probably easy shots if we were in gun range. But. Let him go. Yeah, of course I shot. I won't shoot anyway. Why not? Yeah. I wasn't going to hit it. But I tried. I definitely tried. They had to be about 70, 80 yards away. Yes. And totally across that whole little pond thing. But it's good to know that the, wood, that the ducks are there. It's just gators there, so I can't hunt it. I'm not going to hunt it like that. Not for ducks. So. What, River? So. The whole process of 
marking, like you have to tally your your game up or whatever and rate it poor now or rate it based on really good or something like that to really really poor, right? Yeah. What do you think about that in terms? Like, what if a hunter comes up, they don't get no birds because. They just weren't that fortunate that day, right? Mm-hmm. But to rate it at the end, do you rate that very poor? Because you didn't come back with quail? Like, you see what I'm saying? I, I guess that's kind of a, a broad way to put that. It would depend on why you came back with, with no quail. Right, was but like, I don't like understand. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why the question is even on the ballot. They, no, they want to know what you think of the property. They want you to know what they think. What you think of the way it's managed? Oh, the so okay. I think it's man. I think they do a great job. I yeah, thought the management I, was awesome. I didn't see any trash or anything like that, and that was my thought when I saw like rate the yeah. quality. Okay, just, so they, they weren't talking about the quality of birds. They were talking. I'm about I'm sure management. some people think that and would actually. Well, I mean, it's the overall. I mean, there, there's birds there, but there's birds there, and they're they're healthy. And like especially with this year, with all this water we have on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's prime for predators to be able to come in and snatch the shit out of these birds. Right. And it, it's gonna suck because you could tell. I mean, they look like they've been pressured. Those cubbies. They act like they've been pressured. Well, those cubbies were were a lot smaller, you know, than what mm. what a lot of people said they usually are, you know, and, and then uh, especially in that front. What were people saying they usually were? All right, most of them are your bumper. Usually, people say there's 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 usually birds all over the property, and you 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 push between birds every time. Really? Yeah. So I said, me and Chip bumped that one. It's probably like twenty five birds. Mm. But then today, you know, we had that guy that was in the front. We pushed the front a little bit. There was that other guy. He said he pushed one bird. That was it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, they they put people were pushing singles. The covers are broken up. Hopefully, hopefully or the covers are not ho- shot up. Yeah, right. I'm hoping, man, that's not from the pressure. Maybe that's just because they were busted up from earlier right. or something. But, um, you know, going in the, on that back side of the property, based off what people were saying, I mean, I know there's still birds there, obviously. But, uh, there, you know, it's, 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 it's easy. Everything's easy to access. You mm-hmm. know, it's just the roads are cut really well. You know, they plow up this, this fire breaks. When, as much rain as we've gotten, it's kind of annoying walking mm-hmm. on them. You know, that soft tilt ground. Oh my gosh, we were walking through Mordor, bro. Like, <laughs> dude, just now that is something that did just kind of get on my nerves because it's so you feel like you picking up like more weight or something like that when you're walking through that really soft <clears throat> ground. Well, they've got to keep. I mean, for for like I said, for the fire breaks, they've got to keep that tilt mm-hmm. up like that. But um. But it's, I mean, all the roads are really defined. You know, it's, I like the signage, you know, where, 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 how far you can drive. Right. You know, most places put up gates. It wasn't bad. Like, it was very well managed. I don't know why. I don't like gates. Gates annoy me. What should, really? I don't know. I have no reason. (laughs) I was going to say, like, why does gates bother you? I don't like gates. Yeah. But I like the way it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, the signs were simple. How do you feel about walls? Oh, don't. Just kidding. Right. <laughs> if you don't like gates, what about walls? Um, 
Windows. What about Windows? I like I like Windows because you can open them and you get the breeze. And <laughs> but when it's cold outside, it still lets the sunlight in. You still get heat. So, quail hunting tactics. What's your standout thing based on the day? Like, if you got to go hunt quail in Georgia, what's the what's what is something that you think would be most effective if you had to go back and do it? First, I mean, I get, first and foremost, you got to put in the time. You got to put. You got. You're gonna. You're gonna have to go find them. You know. Uh, but uh, I think a lot. You just gotta know what co- your covering habitat looks like. Yeah. You know, find out what what are they eating. You know, where's their water, your food cover, and uh, and water. And it's you 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 gotta find somewhere in there. And at some point during the day, they're gonna be between one of those three. Right. And that's where the footwork comes in. Right. You know, it's, it's you gotta figure out what's the best habitat. You know, at this time of year, what's the best thing that they're eating? You know, uh, and this. When it's wet, you know, there's a lot. Of, well, are they eating bugs right now? Are they eating nuts, eating berries, eating seeds. It seems to me they're eating more seeds right now. Oh, it's just because because it's so wet. That's all there is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's all that, that wheat seed and, and whatnot and millet. Well, that's where we were finding them in them fields. Yeah. Which so, that was they, they, they were using those saw palmettos because you notice how those saw palmettos. You know, they were always it was always dry ground. Mm-hmm. And that's I, they must be using that for cover right now because there's so much water on the on the ground. It's water; they can't yeah. really move through that. Yeah. They can't really fly through it. So, so yeah, probably so. That yeah. makes the most sense to me. They cut us the fuck up though. <laughs> oh my gosh, yo, like, yeah, my arms are are good and cut up, but arms and legs. Mm-hmm. Arms and legs, but you know. It is. It was just well worth it. Like you don't go on a hunt like that and forget a moment. You know, like all that that happened. There was enough surprises and stuff like that. That, you know. It it I I think it just makes for the curiosity of going down quail hunting. That's what you're supposed to experience. And so now, you know, you can come back home. Clearly, we done had a bourbon or two or three and I'm some beer. Three. Maybe, maybe a one. No, this is definitely my number two. Yeah, nobody said three. We're okay. We're, we're okay. We're okay. But we're here. Balancing it out with pork jerky. Nobody's watching to kill anybody. All right. Okay. Not yet. Um,. I don't know, man. That that's why I like quail hunting so much, though. Like, for moments like that, just really just being present within that space and just you you're you're activated at that point in time. It's kind of cool to me. Like, yeah. Definitely agree, but I think we need to get there earlier next time. Like, I feel like that would be my takeaway. Really. Get there earlier because push all the way back. Yeah, we had so much success once you know once they had a chance to come back. Yeah. So. Yeah. So just get there earlier and push all the way to the back. Be there, yeah. Be there as it 
really uh, change his life. Mm-hmm. We gotta put this mask before we get there. Yeah, that too. That's a that's a huge thing. I mean, now I hate that I lost my mat from when me and Chip went out there because I labeled I labeled those fields because we we were looking at them on on the Google Maps and I was looking at them on the the DNR, uh, DNR website. Right. Got a pretty good idea where we should start, and that's that's where I I told him right there where I thought we should we should go this time. And I'm glad we did. That, that paid off. Dude, we got to, it seems to me, we just, we came up on a sweet spot, man. I think we did. I think early season, you probably run into a shitload of birds right there. Yeah. But um, when we first, where those um, buildings were, Mm -hmm. there's a turn-in right there in a big long, where that dove field was, there was guys... When me and Chip were out there, there was guys blowing up. Yeah. Here all day, those guys were shooting all Just day. Just going in. Yeah. So that, that, I'd like to start an early season day there, but I'd also like to start another early season day way in the back. And right. Way forward. Just get there, but you got to get there because there's somebody else that knows that. You got to get there early, 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 early and catch it and go ahead and, you know, be there, be in place. So it'll be worth it. Yeah, I mean, for for that type of success, when you find a spot like that, that's the thing. Like, it felt too good to when we were in it. It felt too right. You know that that's a a, a sweet spot of that place, and I think WMA. Some of them just have it. They just have a certain place that just. It's prime real estate for a wild game. Whether it's private or public, it's government managed the right way. Mm-hmm. Which they do. Yeah. They manage it very well. So I'm just excited about, um, you know, how that whole thing was. And for me personally, like I said, that, that was just kind of a historical thing for me to just you know, acknowledge that because you want to, I don't know, I think there's a bit of like regionalism or something like that within the whole hunting atmosphere, like wing shooting atmosphere. And like you can be a, a Northwoods hunter, you can be a, you know, Southern Bob White hunter, you know, stuff like that. I kind of pay attention and maybe I just make it up in my head just <laughs> to sound cool. But the way hunting is down here, this is exactly the way I pictured it. You know, and and as far as what we came back with today, so you know, everybody everybody put in the the, the good work, and that's just more wild game that I got as far as taking with my Beretta. I do. It's like a totem. So anyway. You guys got any more insights or anything like that before we wrap it up? No. Put your work, put your time in. Mm-hmm. Love your fucking dog. Yeah, you got to do that. No dogs had e-collars on today. No dog needed an e-collar. <laughs> he, had, he had his beeper on. Yeah, beeper collar ain't an e-collar, though. It's just a beeper. There were no e-collars on today. 
Well, you said, oh, you know what? You, we got kind of sidetracked. You were talking about <clears throat> he had one point today for his recall. I, and But you were saying that you kicked up like three deer. And I bet what happened mm-hmm. was he went chasing one of those deer. Because mm-hmm. remember when we were, we yeah. were kind of standing right there at the end and I was blowing at him. I was blowing the whistle at him and I was calling him. Yeah, I kicked up yeah, like three big. He was gone for a minute. I was, yeah. I was, it kind of pissed me off for a second. We, we've. That just made me remember when you found the tracks. So we definitely saw quite a bit of deer tracks, and then the what was it, bobcat? Yeah, we saw some bobcat tracks. Really? Yeah. Turkey tracks too. Yeah, a lot of big turkey out there. Yeah. So it's interesting. There's a variety of stuff out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just got to put in the work. Yep. You got to put you in gotta, the work. You, you got to walk. Got to be able to walk. And I, and I hate to be so like redundant about that issue though, but that's the way you do it. Like that's really the way you got to do it. So, anywho. <laughs> wow. I'll edit that out. But anyway, guys, it's the end of the Gundog Notebook podcast after the Thomasville hunt. And um, we will catch up. We'll catch up later. Yeah, I feel like we're going to revisit this another time, another hunt. But this was definitely, as you said many times today, one for the books. Yeah, yeah. And here a dramatic book shutting. Boom, one for the books. Boom, one for the books. Yes. Dogs barking. Right. Well, the dogs are sleeping right now, but, you know, I'm tired and, you know, I probably sound wore out at the end of this podcast, but I am good and tired. But anyway, guys, that's another episode knocked out, you know, just a little leisurely chat. Um, And we will catch y'all on the back end. See y'all later.